Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we have some injuries and some games to discuss with the Atlanta Braves. Um, they had a 2-3 and three week, which could have easily been a 3-2 and two week, possibly even a 4-1 and one week, but a, another disappointing week for the Braves as their uh, start of the season continues to be not ideal. Um, but before we get into the games, we will discuss a couple of injuries that uh, took place this week. Um, first one is an injury that took place a few weeks ago, actually, but um, it was Manny Pena who has been out for a few weeks with his wrist injury. It was a lingering injury coming into the season for him, but it was announced earlier last week that he was having season-ending surgery on that wrist. Um, it is said that he's expected to be ready for spring training, um, but the Braves are going to be without their backup catcher coming into the year, but um, the Braves are very well equipped to handle this situation, um, probably better than any other team in baseball with William Contreras being their third catcher, and he is a you know, backup and maybe starting catcher on a, a lot of other teams in baseball. Um, you know, The Braves catching situation coming into this year on paper was a lot of depth and a lot of talent in a position where that's just not the case. And um, yeah, so the Braves are well equipped to handle something like this, but now that you've lost Pena this early, um, one injury to Darno or Contreras, you're having to deal with like Chadwick Trump coming up from AAA, which might be not, probably not the worst option ever, as he has been good in AAA this season. Um, but yeah, definitely a uh, somewhat significant blow, but one that the Braves are well equipped to handle, and um, definitely one of their strengths coming into the year was catcher depth, and um, the, that is going to put to the test now. But William Contreras has been off to a great start this season. Travis Darno also has been very good hitting-wise. Um, they've been using Contreras a little bit at DH, which is something I like to see a lot. Uh, you know, Brian Snicker is usually never the guy to, you know, pinch hit with his backup catcher or DH him in case of an injury or something. Um, but he's starting to do that. I think he's starting to realize that even if you DH Contreras and Darno gets hurt, Contreras can come in and catch. You just lose the DH for the rest of the game, and then you can deal with it the next day. It'll only be a one-day thing where you don't have the DH, and you have guys on the bench that can pinch hit too. So I think that he's starting to realize that. Um, I don't I'm not saying it's a great thing that it's taken him this long to do stuff like this, but um, he is. So better late than never, I guess, but I'm glad to see Contreras finding his way into the lineup, even with Darno catching, because he has just been such a positive on offense this year while so many other guys have struggled. So that's enough on the Manny Pena injury and the catcher situation as a whole. I'll move on to the other injury that took place this week, and it took place in the Game 2 of the Boston series. It was Ron Acuna Jr. Um, hurt his groin during the game. There wasn't an exact play where you could um, see where he got hurt, um, but it was like uh, it was caught on camera, I guess, or it was spotted that he was talking to the trainer in the dugout during the game, but he finished the game. Um, but then he missed all of the rest of the games um, this week. It might have actually been, yeah, it was actually game one where he suffered the injury, so he missed the rest of the four games of the week, the last game against Boston, and all three against the Padres. Um, he's had an MRI on Saturday, and it came back negative, which is a positive. I mean, they say he's day-to-day now at this point, but um, I guess the one silver lining in all this is that it, it, is, it isn't his knee that is bothering him. Um, obviously, he had the surgically repaired ACL um, last year, and 
you know, the last thing you want is that knee giving him any issues. This is just a groin, and it's something that can happen when guys, when they suffer an injury like this, and they're just kind of down and out for a while, and you can't do anything. I, un- I understand that Acuna has had a freakish, freak, freakishly remarkable recovery, um, and uh, that he, like, checked all the boxes and was doing great at every step of the way in his rehab. But seeing things like this can happen once you get, like, in full tilt and start playing a lot. Just um, some other injuries can pop up that some you know, some places aren't as loose as others. And um, I think that might be the case with this groin. Um, but I don't think it's anything too serious. And I think a lot of it is just precaution to make sure he's fine. Um, it isn't announced if he's playing tonight against Milwaukee. They haven't released the lineup yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did or did not play in this game. Um, if he's just kind of day-to-day at this point. So if he missed this whole Milwaukee series, I would be surprised and probably a little bit concerned. But I don't think he will. He might miss tonight's game, but I wouldn't expect him to miss all three at all in this series against the Brewers. So... That's all I got on that. Definitely not good that Acuna is banged up, um, but it doesn't seem to be anything too serious. And uh, hopefully he can get back on the field as soon as possible. So we'll move on to the actual games that took place this week, um, which not all of them were fun. The Braves went 2-3 and three on the week, like I said. And uh, the week started on Tuesday against the Red Sox at home, a two-game set. And uh, Kyle Wright finally had a bad start, pretty much. Um, he really only had one bad inning. Um that's where he gave up all of his runs, the second inning. But um, on the whole, his line was 4.2 innings pitch, six earned runs, four strikeouts. Um, ballooned his ERA to 3.03, which is uh, a pretty good spot to be in still. But in that in that uh, second inning, he walked in a run. He uh, gave up a grand slam to Rafael Devers on the first pitch. He just kind of threw him a meatball in Devers, one of the better hitters in all the league. Um just turned around and sent it over the Braves' bullpen, which is kind of rarefied air at Truist Park. Um, not many balls could hit up there, and he was all over that first pitch fastball from Kyle. And um, Devers is one to do something like that. He is very, very good at baseball. Um, but the Braves had some fight in them in this game. They went down 6 to nothing in the second, but they got three in the third inning. They added another in the seventh to make it 6-4. to four. Um, And then in the ninth inning, there was some... Um, Brian Snitker hate going on on uh, Tuesday night because he did decide to go with Tyler Thornburg in the ninth inning. And I will say this, Thornburg coming into the game had a sub-2 ERA. Um, I understand that not all of those innings were super high leverage, but he had pretty good numbers coming into the game. And he did get, he got, he got shelled, I'm not going to lie. Um, he gave up three runs in one inning. He walked two guys. Um, he finished the inning, but that kind of... Kind of looked like a snicker punt move. I'm not going to say it wasn't because it kind of was. You could have used Jansen or Will Smith there. And we'll get into Will Smith later. He had a rough week um, himself. But, you know, I'm not going to kill him for this. Um, down two in the ninth. Um, I don't think Thornburg is the worst option, but he's also not the best. You know, he'd already used, let's see, he used Chavez already in this game. So he wasn't an option. They used Matzik, Jackson Stevens, and A.J. Minter. Um, so maybe like O'Day would have been cool to see there. I think there's more trust in like O'Day, maybe McHugh, you know, Will Smith, Kelly Jansen, maybe not Thornburg. Um, you know, Thornburg had not been really used in any high leverage spots to this point in the season. So um, I wouldn't say this is super high leverage, but definitely a two-run game, trying to hold them at bay to give your team a chance in the bottom of the ninth is um, some sort of leverage and probably more leverage that, uh, than Thornburg has had to deal with to this point in the season. So, yeah. I don't um 
I don't I'm not gonna kill Snicker for this one, but it definitely was kind of a questionable Snicker punt move like he is prone to do throughout his entire career. But the Braves um, end up falling nine to four in this game, but they do have a really nice bounce back game in game two, a five to three victory, which included a walk-off two-run homer from Orlando Arcia, who is off to a very, very good start this season. I'll get into his numbers in a little bit, uh, but this was the first game that Acuna was out for, like I mentioned earlier, and they ended up batting Dansby leadoff, which I thought was interesting. This was the first game all year Dansby hit leadoff, um, and I, I don't exactly love that. You know, they had been using Ozzy at leadoff at points, which isn't a great option either, but I think Demerit is kind of the guy to be leading off when Acuna's not playing, and they ended up doing that in the Milwaukee series, which I was happy to see. He ended up having a game where he was on base five times, but, you know, um, Orlando or Orlando RC got to start DHing in this game, which is always a fan favorite. People always um, kind of up in arms when that happens. It is it is an interesting decision, but he had a huge game in this one, obviously. Not only the walk-off homer, he was 3-for-4 in this game, and his numbers in the year are very, very good. But yeah, in this game, he homered, Travis Demerit homered at the bottom of the lineup, um, so he continues to be very, very good. He stays hot, and he was good in the Padres series. We'll get into that in a second. Um, but on the mound in this game was Ian Anderson, and he did not look particularly super sharp in this game, but he, you know, was definitely serviceable. 5.1 innings pitched, three earned runs, four strikeouts, did give up seven hits and a walk, so eight base runners in 5.3 innings, or five and a third innings is not great, <laughs> but definitely not a disaster for Ian either. Um, just kind of a all-right start from him, but definitely kept the team in the game. Then the bullpen took it from there and was nails. They shut out the Red Sox for the rest of the game. McHugh went .2 innings pitched, no earned runs. Mentor the clean inning, Will Smith with a clean inning, and Kenley Jansen with a clean inning. All of them guys did very well in this game, and they continue to be good on the season. But bottom of the ninth, um, Orlando Arcia with a walk-off rocket into the left-field seats. Uh, first walk off for the Braves this year, um, probably would have been uh, probably would have been my first guess of who's going to hit the Braves first walk off would have been uh, Orlando Arcia walk off homer. Um, definitely not what I would have predicted, but that's usually how these things kind of work. And the Braves get a very very important bounce back win to split the series with Boston, um, which is a, definitely a fine result. I know Boston has been pretty bad to start the year, but they're still a very talented team. And they did get their two better pitchers, um, their starters, Garrett Whitlock and Nate Avaldi. Um, so being able to split that, you take that every day of the week, I feel like. Um, even though the first game was kind of frustrating, I still think you got to take it. That's how these two-game interleague series usually go. So we'll move on to the Padres series. And this series was just an absolute, I don't even know what the word is. It was just off the rails from game one. To and also game two and also game three. Every game was just nonsense to the fullest degree. And we'll start off with game one now. Um, Padres got an early lead in the third inning, got a run off of Max Freed, but then the Braves did respond with a run of their own to tie it. And then in the fifth, the Padres score two runs to make it three to one. The Braves get one back to make it three to two. And then they get um and then the Braves Pardon me. Then the 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 Padres get another run to make it four to two, and the Braves get four runs in the sixth inning. Um, three of them coming on a Dansby Swanson absolute bomb to center field. Um, one of the longest homers of Dansby's career, and um, a very clutch hit by Dansby there. He absolutely smoked that ball. 
And um, that it was a no doubter. He knew it. Everyone knew it. Uh, Contreras also hit a homer in this game. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the Braves were looking very, very good after that sixth inning. They were up six to four. But then right on cue, pretty much immediately, the wheels absolutely fly off the train. They give up three runs in the seventh. Um, Will Smith gave up a three-run homer to Haseon Kim to immediately cough back up the lead to make it seven to six. And then they go to Spencer Strider, who looked pretty solid to start out, but then things fell off the rails for him and Darren O'Day as they gave up four runs in the ninth inning. Um, you know, after that Dansby Homer, the Braves get outscored seven to nothing. They lose the game eleven to six. Definitely not a good pitching performance at all by the Braves. Um, Max Freed wasn't spectacular, um, which he has been lately, but he was not in this game. Six innings pitched, four earned runs um, is not what you come to expect from Max at this point in the season, but still not a terrible start or anything. He you know, was able to go six innings, still definitely some positives in there. But Will Smith, Spencer Strider, and Darren O'Day gave up seven runs combined. And that's just never going to work. You know, every every pitcher the Braves put in this game give up multiple runs. And that's just not what you want. And they actually got to U Darvish in this game, which is disappointing. They hit them up for five runs over 5.2 innings. So definitely disappointing when you could, you know, rough up a guy like that and things still don't go your way. And uh, the Braves lose game one, 11-6, in very frustrating fashion. But um, very similar to game two against the Red Sox. They had a magical win on Saturday. The two wins they had this week were... Very, very good. The loss is not so much, but this was a come-from-behind win after uh, they blew a lead again in this game. They led 2 to nothing. Um, they let the the Padres come back and score five straight runs to go down 5-2. to two. But then the Braves come absolutely storming back in the eighth, a four-run eighth inning to take a 6-5 to five lead. Marcelo Zuna hit a huge two-run homer, the first time he has done anything in forever. Um, Austin Riley had the go-ahead hit a double to drive in Darno, and Ozzy also had the hit to get the rally started, and uh, made it a what was it a five to three game at that point, and gave Ozuna a chance to tie it up, and an absolutely huge turn of events in that eighth inning. Um, I think another huge takeaway from this game, a huge positive, was that Charlie Morton looked great again. Six innings pitched. One earned run, nine punch outs. He was fantastic. And this back-to-back good start for Charlie after he came out of the gate sputtering, I think is the way to put it. Um, but, yeah, Will Smith in this game, like I said, he's kind of had a rough week. He did get charged with any earned runs because Austin Riley threw a ball into center field on a throwing air trying to turn two. And he just kind of sailed one over the head of Ozzy or Dansby. I can't remember which one. Probably Ozzy, I assume. Um, but Will Smith charged with four runs, none of them earned, and <laughs> um, and that's in that eighth inning. But then Kentley came in and uh, got five outs and um, got the win for the Braves. He pitched very well. He continues to do that. He um, is having a very very good season on the whole. Um, if you kind of take out that his first game of the year, give up three runs in a game in which the Braves ended up winning. Um, other than that, Kenley's been absolutely nails this year, which is a great sign to see. Uh, so yeah, we'll move on to the uh, third and final game of the week. And I would do want to mention some of the uh, discourse around this game coming in of just the um, broadcast of it all. This game started off at 11.35 Eastern time. Um, if you're doing that kind of, if you want to do some math and see what time it is for Padres fans to watch this game, it would start at 8.35 in the morning, San Diego time, which is insane. Um, it's not terrible for Braves fans because 11.35 is a pretty 
you know, that's not a ter- terribly early wake-up call. But 8.30 for the Padres fans, and this game was on Peacock. And you had to have a Peacock, su- Peacock subscription to watch this game. Um, for comparison, the Braves on Friday night played on Apple TV. They were just all over the streaming services this weekend. But they played on Apple TV, but it was free. All you had to do was like download the Apple TV app and watch them. And it was free, and it was easy. So shout to Apple for not being just absolutely greedy for people to buy into your street- streaming service like Peacock is. Uh, Peacock, you had to pay this, the monthly fee to watch this game behind a paywall. Um, great job, baseball. That's really one way to grow the game by making people pay for Peacock to watch a game, um, depending on your time zone. could be very early in the morning. I'm sure there were some Padres fans that were not happy about this because there were certainly Braves fans that were not happy about the paywall that this game was behind, and I can't imagine having to deal with that paywall at 8.30 in the morning on a Sunday. So that definitely sucks. But, um, you know, the only way I was watching this game, I didn't get Peacock to watch it. I found an illegal stream on Reddit. So... I'm not giving in to that BS, not even a little bit. Um, boycott Peacock for that because they're greedy bastards and I'm not giving them any of my money, especially to watch one baseball game. They better put some better shows on there if they want me to buy into that service, which has not happened yet. So anyway, get into the game now. Um, another frustrating loss for the Braves. That's kind of the theme of the week. The two wins were absolutely incredible and the losses were absolutely terrible. Um Certainly, only real, only the only way to put it really is that. Um, so this game did go to extra innings. Um, the Braves <clears throat> got a, got off to a three to nothing lead early. Dansby Swanson was the main character in those three runs. He gets, he scored in a heads up play on a bobbled ball that came back in from the infield, and he was able to come around and score heads up play. Then in the fourth inning, he had a two run homer, make it three to nothing. But then the Braves would not score a run for the rest of the game. The Padres go seven unanswered runs. One in the fifth, two in the seventh, and four in the eleventh to take a 73 lead, and that would be the final score of this game. Uh, they gave up four in the eleventh. The Braves had a chance to walk it off in the tenth um, with the extra ba- with the base runner starting on second base. The Braves tried to bunt um, William Contreras over with Orlando Arcia hitting, which wasn't my favorite move at all. But um, I do understand the process. But looking at um, like win probability stats, even if the Braves do have a successful bunt, um, there's a runner on third with one out, their chances of winning the game went down by a couple percentage points. So it's not a move that I love, especially with Contreras running. He he um I haven't got I haven't said it yet, but he he got thrown out at third, so it uh, backfired pretty badly. But uh, Contreras has been catching for ten innings, and he's not a fast guy to begin with, so. You know, and it didn't make anything better that Arcia just bunted it right back to the pitcher, and it was a pretty easy play for them. Um, but Arcia has been good. Like I said, he has been, you know, one of the bright spots for this offense to start the season. Um, but I, yeah, so I don't love using him to bunt starting off the inning. If it's like Heredia, yeah, go ahead. Um, but not um, Arcia at this point, especially in a situation where, you know, put the ball in play probably going to move him over anyway, at least give him a chance to hit. But, you know, they get they do end up getting him to third on a Matt Olsen single. So RCA gets to third there, um, but the Braves cannot drive him in. Also, he actually hit a pretty hard liner to shortstop. It looked like it might have been a hit off the bat, but right to ha Kim, and that inning was over. And then the wheels fell off in the 11th. Kim, that guy again, kind of killed the Braves in this series. 
he gave up or he hit a double in the first at bat to drive in the go ahead run and then the wheels just continued to fly off the bus from there um, three more runs came around to score and the Padres took a seven to three lead and they would get the Braves to go one two three in the bottom of the 11th so no fight there for the Braves and uh, yeah that's the ball game and that's all the games on the week so a two and three week and every game was about as extreme as it could be for a win or a loss bad losses and good wins and um yeah just uh just not what you want to see especially with how winnable games one and three were against the Padres you had a chance to maybe sweep them or at least take two out of three and go three and two on the week or you know high-end outcome four and one and that didn't happen at all um you know you end up losing two out of three in a series where you know, you were overwhelmingly favored to win two out of three with how you led games one and three. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely a tough, tough series against Santiago. Um, but, yeah, we'll move on and look at the standings now and look ahead to uh, next week's games. Let me pull up uh, the National League East standings real quick. Yeah, the Braves are sitting right now six and a half games back of the New York Mets at first place. The Mets are 23 and 13. The Braves are 16 and 19. They've actually fell fell behind the Phillies who are now in second place at 17 and 18. So they're a game behind them. Um, it's still very early. It's not even Memorial Day yet. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned yet. The Mets are off to a great start. Not denying that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not what you want. And they got to go to Milwaukee this week. And face the Brewers, who they are a team that they took two out of three against last weekend. Um, but the Brewers are 22 and 13. They're very good. They play them uh, this weekend, or not this weekend, this week in Milwaukee. And then we'll look ahead to the weekend series that they got. Let me pull it up real quick. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, they got Brewers for three, and then on the road to the Marlins for three. So little road trip right there between Milwaukee and Miami. And um, you got six games, and you know you gotta, you kind of gotta start stacking up some winning weeks. You kind of need a four and two here. You really do. I mean, a three and three obviously would be fine, but you know, um, there's one stat about the Braves that keeps getting thrown around. They haven't won three games in a row this year. Their longest win streak is two. Um, you know, it's it's just yeah, it's but they're also also their longest losing streak is only two. So yeah, they're they haven't they've just been eerily similar to the how last year's team started it's it's kind of uncanny if um if i'm being honest you know they just can't seem to really put any kind of momentum together you know you get a win on saturday like you did and it seems like man maybe that can be the start of something because you know this would be a the tone of this podcast would be completely different if uh, they would have won one of those two games that they blown against san diego but it's like man you know they just can't seem to put together any momentum and as soon as they, as soon as something good happens, like on Saturday or on Wednesday, the walk-offs or the comebacks, they just kind of give it right back immediately. And, um, you know, it's very frustrating to watch. So hopefully they can turn things around this week on this road trip. And um, not time to panic yet, I'll say that. Not panicking at all yet. Um, you know, hopefully this team does not continue to be like last year's team in this negative way. But, you know, you can't really bank on not getting over 500 till August and then making the playoffs. Um, I'll, I'll say that. So, yeah, that, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far listening, um, I really, really, really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.